Exciting installment of the James McMahon Music Podcast. I don't have a lot of time to fuck about, so I'll cut right to the chase. On this episode, I speak to Finnish rock megastars The Rasmus, 5 million albums sold and counting fuckos, who at the time of writing are in the process of competing to represent their country at the 2022 Eurovision Song Contest. They've got a new member, some stuff to say about the backstage areas of UK music venues, and I want to talk to them about the time I saw someone with a massive tattoo of singer Laurie's face on their back. As ever, if you enjoy this podcast, I urge you to do the following things. One, go listen to the other episodes of this increasingly eclectic series of interviews with musicians across a variety of genres. Two, rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And three, why not go subscribe to the Spook Substack 2, where I sporadically write about music and film and telly and all sorts of fascinating cultural and political detritus. That's Spook with three O's. And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all non-specific gender-conforming types, here's the Rasmus. I didn't know it was all of you. That's a, a very pleasant surprise. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you get one, you get four. Oh, okay, that sounds like good value. Um, do you want to, uh, just for the benefit of people listening to this, do you want to say who you are and what it is you do so that people can recognise your voices? I can start. My name is Er. I rock the bass in the Rasmus. <laughs> Hi, this is Aki. I'm the drummer of the Rasmus. And my name is Lauri. I'm the featherhead singer. Yeah, and I'm Empo, the new, brand new guitar. Yay! <laughs> how are you? Uh, how are you settling in? Oh, thanks for asking. Like, super awesome. These guys are so nice, and and it's been a ride so far, and it, it's only like starting. I'm super happy. Yeah. Cool. Well, long may that continue. Um, I'm going to start with a, a bit of a memory, actually, if that's all right. Long before I was a journalist, I used to work at a music venue in Newcastle. So we put the Rasmus on, God, got to be almost 20 years ago. And I would have been the guy that would have brought you your towels and set up your rider and things like that. Wow. And there's, there's there's two memories I have from that show. One of them is I used to sit on the door and take people's tickets when they came in. And there was a woman who came in who had your face, Laurie, on her back, tattooed on her back, oh. and I and I remember thinking that's pretty intense. Um, <laughs> have you ever met anyone with your face tattooed on them? Well, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. yeah, right. Well, actually, I've I've uh, I've seen this. I, th- I I don't know if there's many, <laughs> but, but she was an Italian girl, 
that she had a like almost the full full back was just my face and i was always thinking like hmm i wonder what the boyfriend says about this <laughs> tattoo <laughs> you know, like, yeah he's staring at him you know like Ugh. yeah yeah Let's not think about that anymore. (laughs) And my other memory is that when I was setting up your dressing room, I mean, this is proper behind the curtain stuff. When I was setting up your dressing room, you had a request that it was almost sort of gothic up your dressing room. Or I don't know whether it was that you brought that stuff, but I remember walking past it and it looked like Dracula's castle in there or something. Was that a thing that you do or you used to do or...? Yeah, that sounds like a good story. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. I'll leave, I'll leave that there as well. <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you about, really, was the Eurovision stuff and Jezebel. And I guess what I'm interested in is how did that come about and where are you at with that process? So just last summer, I think, it, I think well, COVID played a role in this whole thing, the pandemic, and the fact that we couldn't be playing, you know, the normal live concerts and festivals and things that we would do. And also our fans play a role in this whole thing. They've been actually requesting us to take part in Eurovision. Um, and now we are, you know, we're bidding for for the Finnish, um, Finnish competition first. But um, yeah, uh, Lauri came up with a song last summer and he played a demo for us in, I think, June or July. And um, I felt like here is a good song. This is worth the competition, or this could this could compete in the Eurovision. And there is there's all these rules, like you know, it has to be under three minutes and stuff. But uh, the song had a lot of power. It had a good story, and it's uh, kind of it's waving the flag of strong females who go their own ways. And uh, that's something that felt like we have a good concept here. Let's do it. So you basically have to compete now in a competition to get to Eurovision. Like, how many other acts are involved? Yeah, it's UMK. Like, there's uh, seven other acts. Actually, six. Six and us. Yeah, six and us. Uh, There's artists, bands, and all kinds of music. So we have to win Finland first and then go to Eurovision, hopefully. (laughs) That is the plan. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking to, like, Finland... I've got form of putting rock bands into Eurovision. True. Uh, do you know the Lordy guys? Yeah. Yeah. Of sure. course. <laughs> okay. It's a small country. Yeah. <laughs> Every musician knows each yeah. other. Yeah. They are making interviews in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you see Mr. Lordy down at the supermarket or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Buying to- yeah. toilet paper. I, I mean, I just think from a British perspective, I mean, like, we're crap at Eurovision. Uh, well, we didn't used to be, but we are crap at Eurovision. I think largely just because everyone in Europe hates us. Uh, but <laughs> oh, come on, no, they they really do. But the the stuff that we put into Eurovision, I just can't see. I just can't see a situation where there would be a um, you know a credible band like a band with a discography like in Eurovision. Like, what is it about Finland that uh, you know puts? authentic music into a competition like that i don't know how you see the competition there but i mean the best music for all times have come has come from uk so you know like it's about like who takes part of the competition you know it's it's different finland i think uh we're just like so isolated we just do anything to get out there yeah but i don't think it has always been like that because in finland 
we haven't always been sending like rock bands. It's been going on now for many years, but it's not been always been like that. Right. Yeah. When I was a kid, I think it was really like for much, much, much older audience. Yes. Yeah, All yeah, the yeah, acts yeah. were like, you know, real grown ups. You know, now it's different. Yeah, it's weird though that band that won last year, the Italian band, like are they called Man- yeah, Mannequin, is it? Mannequin, yeah. that's right. Yeah, they they've done really well out of it. There's loads of uh, like they are huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that kind of really blows my mind because that's not the Eurovision that I knew when I was growing up. That's yeah, so that's true. true. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, it used to be more like Slager or the kind of dance music for yeah, old yeah, people yeah. or something like that. But now it's really changing, especially <laughs> now the last year, you know, Blind Channel won it and, and that's that's a real band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's wild, man. Well, look, good luck with that. I would really yeah, like you to... Have to... You have to give some respect for Moneskin for doing what they did last year and actually having that whole concept where they have like a... It's sort of like a... There's something very kind of primitive in the kind of punk rock sound that they have. And I, I kind of like like their sound actually a lot. Even the cover song of Begging. Like that's really, really well done. Song. Yeah. 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 No, no, it was, it, it, it was cool, man. It was, it was different. In terms of records, where are you at with uh, what the next album is going to be? Well, like we said, we have, we've had changes. Ample joined the band. Uh, Kind of recently, you know, it's been a few months already, of course, but but uh, we've had our focus on the the UMK and the Eurovision, and now we are looking back to the album, you know, when is the right time to release it? When can we finish it, you know? So I think um, the album has to wait a little bit. You know? I, I, are you all in Finland? Because you, you were in the States for a while, weren't you, Lori? Yeah. yeah. I live there. I'm yeah. a resident in, in Hawaii, and okay. Ero lives in Australia. All right. So it's been okay. also tri- tricky now to travel. You know, we even had to do some some photo shoots, video shoot without Aero being there. Aero was filming his own parts at home in Australia and sending the material here. It's like because he couldn't travel, they wouldn't let him go. But it's right. so nice to be now in the same same country, yeah, and in the same room with right. Guys. We'll be here like three months now yeah. together. What's the? Um, I'm interested in this because uh, I found it quite bonkers following it from afar but what's the situation with covid in australia it seems really strict yeah so australia as you know it's an island or it's a continent and they they like to keep the borders shut for for many many purposes like they they have a very kind of fragile bio biosphere and they've had some you know like infestations of wrong things coming into australia and and i think that kind of taking from that tradition they also really shut the borders, um, shut down the borders when COVID came. And they tried to do everything so that there no no variants and nothing would come to Australia. But of course, it's impossible to, in a world like this, it's impossible to do that. But then I also came into this funny spot sometimes that, you know, I really needed to come to Finland to work with these people. And I had to apply for a travel permit with a lawyer and with all kind of paperwork that, yeah, this this is a real person. This uh, he he has some work to do in Finland, and he has to travel. And then then the permit that they would give is like, well, you have to travel for more than three months. Like you cannot only go for four weeks. You have to go for three months. And then you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in Finland, like, 
okay, what's the next thing that we can do? And and uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. But I hope that we would never go back to this because for music maker, it's kind of impossible to only stay in one place. What's it been like in Finland? Tough. Yeah. Especially for like music industry and all that because. Well, obviously, many industries because uh, gigs are cancelled and museums are shut down, and everything is harder now. But uh, luckily, many musicians have been able to like record albums and do other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've spoken to so many musicians who, I mean, even just the fact that we're speaking like this is kind of a miracle, really. Like, I didn't used to do interviews like this two years yeah. ago, but it's just how to get back to the the live side of things, I think, is is still going to be the problem. Have you got dates in the diary? We do. Yeah, we do. Uh, starting from October. We're actually coming to UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going to play yeah. a few shows there. Where are you playing when you get here? Um, I don't remember all of, all of the. Maybe Aki can check it, but we at least we do Nottingham, London, Manchester. Um, I think Glasgow, maybe Bristol, and there might might be one or two more. That's really exciting. It is, yeah. it is very exciting, and we've been kind of uh, writing with the fans, like, "Hey, like, are you coming?" And I, you know, I want to see you in the audience, and like all that. So it's um, people are quite excited that you know some concerts are are happening, and people are really like kind of looking for like this is the only thing that I'm looking forward in in my next you know ten months. Yeah. So it's yeah. really nice to hear that. Maybe you'll get some people along with. Uh your face tattooed on them as well you know like just to, just sort of like a little bit the tattoo will be a little bit grayer than it was you know 20 years ago <laughs> yeah. with you just joining the band what's your background what have you done with music before well i started playing guitar when i was five years old and i released first album with tick tock my former band and i was whoa, 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 whoa. what were they called tick tack like uh, oh my god i thought you said dick took <laughs> oh yeah tic tac tic tac right 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 yeah like the clock yeah like the clock i was 13 years old when we released our first album so i've been doing this like long time and i think that's like and then i've had like many other bands dame and Alavala, and doing my solo stuff and all that but i i think uh it's very important for like band this size and and so like famous and and all that that i've i've done my own career with music like it's easier for the guys to trust me and my <laughs> it's skills. easier for you yeah, yeah. and it's easier well, for me you know a little bit what's back yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. you've been touring in the tour bus yeah you know that it's not always the best shower maybe not even get water not even in the uk no no the uk <laughs> backstages yeah. oh <laughs> well, I've been to oh, really? the UK also. So. <laughs> is is that a thing? Like, are UK backstage is bad? Or <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe we should play a bigger arenas. <laughs> but some of them are pretty fucking cold and and moldy. <laughs> I, I remember the, one of the most legendary clubs in in London was Astoria. Yeah, we played there like like many many times. And the back, it's 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 a nice venue, like. 2,000 people, it was. It, now there is a mall or something. But it's like 2,000 people capacity. Yeah. Uh, and, and the backstage was like like one size of a tiny, toilet. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in fairness, I used to I used to be in a band and we played at the Astoria. But one of my favorite clubs in the world, fantastic, like old PA system and and the the egg for the sound guy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was amazing, and I miss it loads. I think it's actually I think it's the 13th anniversary of it closing just past recently and it's it's weird because i haven't been into central london all that much in the last couple of years but i went in the other day and um it's it's really hard to walk past where it was and they still haven't really you know it was closing so that they could build like a new transport link and that hasn't really been finished and you know you just sort of go oh you know what i mean in london you have so many good uh, venues for rock music and now Coco is back again. It was a bur- it was burning a couple of years ago, right? No, it was. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's still it's still known by people of a certain age as the Camden Palace, which is what it was called before. Yeah. No, I was just saying with the uh, story though that when my band played there, I agree with you about backstage because our <laughs> our dressing room was. I mean, I like horror movies, and it was like somewhere in a horror movie where like people. Yeah. Get- where people get tortured, you yeah, know? like a chamber. <laughs> what was the audition process for you joining the band like? Yeah, I got a phone call from these guys. Like, I think it was September, maybe. And they asked me to rehearse a few songs. And we went to the rehearsal place. I was actually thinking when I went there, I drove there. I was thinking that I really hope that there's not a, like, long line of people with guitars <laughs> waiting to get there like that would be well not nice for me but yeah i was the only one there and they were trying to play it cool and and be pretty like serious and professional in the way like well let's see we'll call you later and all that but uh now i've heard that actually they had already made their mind when I got there in the first place. Yeah, well, yeah. I made up my mind when I saw you come in and you were carrying or my pushing your Marshall, Marshall amp in the corridor. I was yeah. like, wow, look <laughs> at that. Yeah, now that's, that that's, sounds like a great first impression. And we we actually have, we grew up in the same area in Helsinki, same same neighborhoods. And same school too. Same school, yeah. And even though we didn't know personally, well, we obviously knew of each other, so I thought they would be nice. They they were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm desperate to uh, I'm desperate to come to Finland. I've done I've done pretty much everywhere else in Scandinavia, but for some reason Finland just eludes me. Yeah, now I do hope to get there some uh, sometime. It, it Don't looks... come now; it's damn cold. What this is it? You're moaning about venues in England being uh, cold backstage, and I almost went, you're from Finland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does, does Finland ever get hot, though? You get summers, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Summer this, is nice. This is a funny story. My my wife is Australian, and, and she came to Finland in, in June, which is supposed to be, like, sort of the, <laughs> the hot, hottest month of, uh, of the year, and it was, like, some typical Finnish summer day, like, plus 19, and then... And we were like, hey, like it's nice that you could see this sunny, nice day in Finland in the summertime. She was like, summer? Are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah. doesn't it get more warm than this? No, I mean, I'm a bit with my wife. My wife loves the sun. Like, Australia is one of her favorite places on earth. And 
and I, and I don't like the sun. I'm like a vampire. Like the sun is my enemy. And whenever we're and talking, you about, would enjoy Finland. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and when we're talking about holidays, like she'll always be like, "Oh, you know, why don't we go to somewhere in the Mediterranean or somewhere like that?" And I'm always like, "No, let's go to the Faroe Islands." You know, like somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So no, I might, I might, I might slip Finland on the agenda at some point. Listen, it's been really nice to have a chat. Um, I'm going to love you and leave you, but good luck with the Eurovision stuff, and hopefully on the night I'll get to see you uh, rock your way to victory. Thank you. Thank you so much. Trying our best. Brilliant. Take care of yourself. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Well, that was episode 35. Thanks to the Rasmus for the chat. Thanks to Donny Clancy for hooking us up. The theme tune is by the band Jobbers. And I'll see you, well, really soon actually. Hey Lars! Get back in there right now and play Yaya Ding Dong!